Our lectionary reading this morning comes from Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Let us together listen for a word from the Lord. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish the one, and, one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've been thinking a lot about traditions this week. I got to have my first tradition of um, a Christmas Eve service in person in this sanctuary just a day ago. And asking people about their traditions is one of my favorite conversation starters this time of year. A few of my traditions during the Christmas and New Year's season is eating Chinese food on Christmas Eve, spending lots of time at church, preparing to welcome the new year with collard greens and black-eyed peas, and then I try to spend time reflecting and writing or journaling about my year. I think about ways that I've grown and areas where I hope for more growth in the coming year. I think about people who have made an impact on my year. I try to write them and tell them thank you. So our lectionary reading this morning feels perfect for today. These are good words for us to embrace after Christmas and good words with which we should move into the new year with. Many of us may come to worship this morning completely worn out by Christmas responsibilities and festivities on top of another grueling year of navigating life in a global pandemic. These words from Colossians approach our bone-weary souls and they wrap us in comfort of com and compassion, kindness, and patience. I don't know about you, but that's exactly what I need to hear today. The clothing metaphor of this passage refers to the early Christian practice of baptism. The old clothes of the person being baptized are removed. They're set aside. Perhaps they're even destroyed. As the person emerges from the water newly baptized, new clothes are put on. This metaphor of putting on new clothes feels incredibly relevant as we approach a season of resolution making. If we were to learn, listen to Paul today, then we would have a selection of worthy pursuits for our consideration. Compassion, 
kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, and above all else, clothing ourselves with love. Paul says, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. In the footsteps of Christmas, when love comes into the world and the vulnerability of a child, when light pierces the darkness and hope is born for all generations to come in the person of Jesus Christ, when you stop to think about it, that means that the work of Christmas has only just begun, that the birth that we celebrated here in this place or virtually just one night ago is something that we are invited to celebrate every day of our lives. In fact, Paul tells us in the reading for today that we are chosen by God for this new life of love. Eugene Peterson calls it dressing in the wardrobe that God has picked for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. And regardless of what else you put on, he writes, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be seen without it. We are believers in the child of Bethlehem, and because of that, we have work to do. In all of our ho- if all of our holiday celebrations don't lead us to living out Christmas, then perhaps we've missed the point. As lovely as our Christmas stories are with angels and shepherds and kings, those characters are not the meaning of Christmas. They point us to the meaning of Christmas, which is the incarnate Christ. I just finished listening to an amazing podcast for the second time. It's called Finding Fred. Have any of you heard it? Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. The podcast is divided into 10 episodes, and they speak about the life of Presbyterian pastor Fred Rogers, most commonly known for his children's program, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. How many of you have seen that show? Okay, good. (laughs) Mr. Rogers was not a simple man. He was radical, spiritual, I would say revolutionary. Fred Rogers grew up in Pennsylvania. He was naturally shy, sensitive, introverted, but he excelled in music. He loved to play the piano. He first worked in front of the camera on a children's show in Canada, which was then adapted slightly to become the first children's show on public television in the United States. While he was working, He also managed to find time to study theology at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary and study children's development at the university in Pittsburgh. He hosted The Neighborhood, as it was called, from 1968 to 2001, when he hung up his cardigan for the final time. If you've ever seen an episode of this show, you would probably know that every single detail was planned every aspect of the show had a purpose. Fred Rogers embodied our scripture from this morning at the start of every episode. Maybe this will jog some of your memory. He would come inside his house. He would take off his suit jacket. He would take off his outdoor shoes, untie the laces very gently. 
he'd put them in his closet, and then out of the closet he would take his inside shoes or his slippers, and he'd put on a cardigan. His mother actually knitted every single one of those sweaters that he wore on the show. Fred's whole life was his ministry, because he was the same extraordinary person behind the camera as he was in front of it. What made him most unique, though, was his intense, unwavering kindness and his deep-seated belief that each and every person, no matter their status, no matter their age, no matter their abilities, was a gift from God to be treasured and to be cared for. He said it this way, the older I get, the more I seem to be able to appreciate my neighbor. Oh, sure, I've always tried to love my neighbors as myself. However, the more experience I've had, the more chances I've had to see the uniqueness of each person, as well as each tree and plant and shell and cloud, the more I find myself delighting every day in the lavish gifts of God, whom I've come to believe are the greatest who I've come to believe is the greatest appreciator of all. Fred's outfit change at the start of each episode of his children's show was his way of showing the words that Paul speaks about. Donning these new clothes is not an end into itself, but for a purpose. It's only by wearing these virtues that we are able to live out our faith that we are able to get on with the verbs in this text. We're given three. Forgive, love, give thanks. What if those three verbs were our New Year's resolutions? How quickly might we abandon them? Would we be intentional about them, taping them to our bathroom mirrors, journaling about them, recording our daily successes and failures? Paul is reminding us that we know where we stand. We know who we are, and we know whom we belong. It is this truth that gives us warmth in the cold. It's this truth that gives us light in the darkness. It's this truth that feeds us when we're hungry and gives us drink when we're thirsty. It's this truth that allows the poor in face of the world to be rich in the face of God. This is the reality of the gospel. This knowledge invites us not to expect the worst, but to live into love and to bring light, the light of Christmas, to the suffering people and places and situations of the world. This knowledge invites us not to expect the worst, but to explore all truth and to be restless in the face of complacency and tiredness in our pursuit of justice and peace. This knowledge invites us to go into the world in peace, to love and to serve the Lord, who came on Christmas kind to love all humankind. Paul calls us to begin where we left off, and yet to make a new beginning, to be a beginning, to create something new, to change from expecting the worst to working towards good. Paul calls us to remember our baptisms, to remember that we are called to love, 
We are created for patience, forgiveness, kindness, and humility. Of course, Fred Rogers puts it better than I ever could. You don't ever have to do anything sensational for people to love you. When I say, it's you I like, I'm talking about that part of you that knows that life is far more than anything you could ever see or hear or touch. That deep part of you that allows you to stand for those things without which humankind cannot survive. Love that conquers hate. Peace that rises triumph over war. And justice that proves more powerful than greed. So in all that you do, in all of your life, I wish you the strength and the grace to make these choices, which will allow you and your neighbor to become the best of whoever you are. So as we go from kneeling beside the manger, we slowly rise to our feet today, and the miracle of this birth and the glow of the gift of love stays with us. It lies within us. And even as we slowly step out this next week into cold January air, into a world that is hurting, we begin again in this new year with courage and with joy and love to share the news of the holy birth and to set out doing the work of Christmas. Each of us are bearers of the nativity light and builders of something good. May it be so in this place, in this world, and for us all. Amen. Let us continue our worship and prayer. Holy God, in the first days of Christmas, with the birth of Jesus fresh on our hearts, we call out to one another, come, let us adore him. We adore you, Savior God, ruler of nations, newborn king. God, we give thanks for the star that led us to this long-awaited hope. In the season of Advent that prepared us for your extraordinary birth, we adore you, Savior God, born fragile, born vulnerable, and human. We pray for those most vulnerable in our society, the sick, the marginalized, the abused, the poor, and homeless. We pray for those who are bone weary from work and those who feel helpless and hopeless. Empower and encourage them by your spirit, O oh God. We adore you, Savior God, for being with us in the flesh, for entering our world and experiencing our humanity, for redeeming and sustaining us in each and every moment. We pray for those who feel misunderstood, for those who are angry and those who have dealt with unjustly. We pray for the victims of violence and for those who turn to violence as the answer. We pray to the Prince of Peace to heal and guide us in the path of peace. We adore you, Savior God, for the way you came and continue to come in mystery and in might. 
You enter our world, our joy, and our pain, making our hearts burn with thanksgiving. May our lives be gifts of praise to you. May our Christmas joy turn us towards each other with compassion, respect, and kindness. May we clothe ourselves in dignity and love each other as you love us. Holy and astounding God, we have seen the reflection of your glory and celebrated your love born again. Help us bear witness to Christ in our lives and in our prayers. Finally, hear us now as we pray the prayer Christ taught us by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, God has shown us the meaning of generosity in the beautiful diversity of creation, in the overflowing love of Jesus Christ, and in the never-ending gift of the Holy Spirit. God has abundantly blessed us and called us to be a community that honors each other, to serve each other with joy, and to share our love and our resources. During this time, we invite you to reflect on the ways that God may be calling you to use your gifts and talents in this season. Let us go to God with our offerings.
let us dedicate our gifts to God using the prayer of dedication. Gracious God, your story is one that forever invites us to be our full selves, to take up space, to go where we feel called, and to allow this community to feel like home. So use these gifts to keep building your home here. With gratitude we pray, amen. Friends, it's been good to be with you in this space. And as you go from this place into a new year until we meet again, may the birth of Jesus renew our lives, and may the spirit of Jesus guide our words and our thoughts, and may the life of Jesus inspire us to follow in the way of hope this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>